0: One of the big things, and I point this out in my book that believers need to understand, is that our imagination is only really meant to be a viewing screen into the supernatural. It is not a tool of fantasy. See, because there, there is a concept that when we start walking in sonship, that we become co-creators. Now, not co-equal. That's ridiculous. We're sons and daughters, co-creators. Well, if you look at how all of that synchronizes together, if it comes into the imagination, it's going to have some kind of a frequency signature that if we speak it out, we're supposed to have enough power from the throne that it actually triggers something in universal mechanics so that it materializes in some way either immediately or eventually so wouldn't the enemy want to keep us totally turned around and screwed up so that we never discover what those co-creative abilities are the lord and i and i'm when when i get back because i've already been there but when i get back i'm gonna ask him okay i i get a lot of this stuff i think but you could have just done a lot on your own. And and the only thing I ever hear from him, and it's really kind of cute the way that he says it to me in a way, he says, son, I wanted a family. I didn't want to do all this on my own. I created you all with such great abilities, creativity, color, flavor. What you need to do is be out there using the resources that i give you to complete creation whoever said that i completed it said on you know on the first day i did this on the second day i framed everything in but i made you to be the finished carpenters and you're not out there doing your work that's why i sent my son as a carpenter
1: Welcome to the Days of Noah podcast, where we talk all things biblical, supernatural, and strange. Today, Luke and I conclude our conversation with Dr. Robert Rodich. And we have to say, I mean, even in the first half, I think you as the listeners will get a sense of this. This is kind of advanced level understanding of Christian spirituality. Some of it is a bit hard to fathom a bit hard to assimilate into kind of our western uh evangelical for the most part christianity the types of things that we're used to hearing about and talking about with that in mind you know sort of a disclaimer this is not um beginner christianity stuff okay the fundamentals of our faith um Are really foundational In our relationship with the Lord In our obedience to Him In walking out our salvation And working that out uh, With the Holy Spirit's help Um, This is definitely a stretch Some of these topics Uh, But dig in and ask God to reveal uh, What it is that He would have you know about it Because the question is Have we experienced everything that we are meant to as a son or daughter of the king? And are we satisfied with where we're at? And if we're not, let's press into the Lord and find out what are those things in the way. The static and filters, as Doc puts it. As always, guys, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and take just a moment to leave us a five-star review or click five stars. If you don't want to leave any comments, that's totally fine. It really does help to grow the show and mention it to your family and friends. Send them the links. We appreciate each and every one of you out there. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for the show, Feel free to email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, let's conclude our conversation with Doc Rodich.
0: The soul gets flipped around and it becomes a gatekeeper instead of um, a way for the spirit to flow and then bless our natural understanding and, and our actual mind and see because one of the things and i put this in my book and then and then it was kind of funny cuz a few months later i heard dan duval teach about it and we have a common friend one of the guys that's on his staff actually i sent the book to so i don't know if dan ever got it or or whatever he used but, it yeah well maybe <laughs> but that's okay cuz i i love dan i mean i've never met him in person never talked to him but um he 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 really is a really good teacher mm-hmm. and and he's and he's got good stuff yeah. but but anyway, the 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 body, soul, and spirit all have their own mind, will, and emotions. Each we actually say that
2: again?
0: okay. Your your spirit has a mind, will, and emotions. Your soul has a mind, will, and emotions. Interesting. Your body has mind, will, and emotions, which is how we can have lust of the flesh. Hmm. And as an overlay, uh. see, it's not just our soul. See. You know, what was the guy's name? Jay Adams. He didn't even believe in a three-part part of man. And then he would teach, you know, oh, well, you know, it's just your soul and blah, blah, blah. The, most of the people that have taught us and wrote those books didn't have a clue how the supernatural really works. Okay. And so because our spirit, hey, we were a spirit before we came here. That's heresy to a lot of people, but we were not made, most of us, right at the moment of conception. We were spirits in heaven. We weren't fallen angels and God sent us here to be punished. We are a very special created group of individuals who had a mission, which was to, as family, undo all the chaotic, horrendous things that the fall of Lucifer put on them on the different dimensions and realms.
1: And this is what David's talking about when he said, you know, before I was formed, you knew me and all the days of my life were in your book. And I think you've mentioned this where uh, like our spirit actually helped write that book, like
0: what our life was supposed to, our mission,
1: right? Yeah. We chose, we
0: chose, we chose our, we have a life scroll. I think Psalm 95 talks about that. Um, We have a life scroll And there was a fellow I can't remember his name. I I don't have my phone nearby because um, I was afraid somebody would call, so I I don't have <laughs> it to look it up. But he asked the Lord before he came to Earth if he could remember his heavenly existence. Be one of the first ones, and the Lord oh, wow. granted it to him. And he wrote about a sixty-page uh, little booklet on it, and it was really interesting um, because he had a really tough time, and he couldn't tell his family about it, but he remembered everything. And one of the things that he said that in heaven, because we don't have all the constraints and restraints of that, the that the flesh puts on us, all these people were choosing things like, you know, I want to have cere- cerebral palsy, you know, get leprosy, you know, you know, all these crazy challenges and hmm. the angels and, or, or, and everybody has a mentor would, would say now, no, wait a minute. Okay. Here's what God wrote about you. We have to stay with things that are consistent with what god wrote about you you know so you don't want to come you know with without an arm and a leg in your particular situation because you're supposed to be an nfl star oh okay okay so so this is this is all transpiring and then we have an angel that escorts us as a spirit and we're we're really at the at the moment of conception then this light flashes and we're placed inside wow so okay. God,
1: so God initiated the bigger picture, and then we were able to kind of tweak within that. Sounds like,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. That, that's but but again, Adam had. See, Adam Adam lost a lot of things at the fall. Mm-hmm.
2: The one thing that he didn't lose was his assignment. Well, the tweaking is our free will. The soul, right? Well, oh, what But re- re- well, what you're referring to is our predestined. Mission or assignment, or you know, purpose on Mm -hmm. why we're here, right? And those were written in heaven like a scroll, Mm -hmm. and us as a spirit was in heaven before my father and mother consummated, and 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 I was, you know, pulled from heaven into that conception, Mm -hmm. uh, right? And,
0: And the and the masons want filtered that the teaching as it is today that that we were not even in existence until the moment of conception because they didn't want us to think that we were actually here for supernatural reasons and to be supernatural beings in fleshly body.
2: When when you're bringing this up, I, I remember hearing of an SRA survivor, and they're working through all their trauma and their split personalities, and there was so much um abuse or even rituals that were taking place at the moment of conception so mm-hmm. they were literally when when their spirit got pulled out of heaven and was was and they were conceived they were immediately divided and split there was immediate trauma and so they were they were struggling with their relationship with the, with god be like but when i was born when even in my mother's womb I was damaged and God was gracious enough, either at their request or just God gave them that opportunity. Like you said, that person prayed and they were able to experience a relationship with God in heaven before they were conceived and how loved they were. And that wasn't God's design that they would be damaged from the get go.
0: Well, the enemy. Okay. Think about this. What real authority does Satan have?
1: Only what he's Answered, allowed.
0: Yeah, but who allows that?
1: Sovereign God. Well, actually, it's us. Is it? Oh, well, yeah. How much
0: we advocate but, and allow into into? Right, right, because because everything everything that operates in the universe is has legalities to it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Adam had an assignment. He he was able to trick Adam by the serpent to have him default on his covenant with God. Hmm. Yes. So so he takes gets in and takes over, and we become his energy source. That's why he has to do all the fracturing, both authoritatively and energetically. They're vampires. They don't have their own energy. They were cut off from their light. So the only way that they can get that back to a point is to rob our light. And doesn't that sound like something called adrenochrome? Yeah. And
1: and visually, it reminds me of the matrix in those pods getting getting their life sucked out of them. Right? That yeah. same picture. Yeah. Um. So this is a great segue, uh, Doc, to a question that I had, um, and another one that I'll come back to. But so we've heard some people talk about dominion on the earth. I know Tim Alberino has a book about uh, called Birthright, um, where we were given this mandate of dominion on the earth. Now there is discussion on: did we lose that completely or partially? Did we abdicate it? though we still maintain it, Satan's able to uh, come in and take authority, but we never lost it. And then there's others that say, no, we actually lost it. And then Christ came back and he bought it back for us. So (laughs) kind of a two-part question is, did mankind lose dominion on the earth at the fall or to what degree? How would you answer that? And then...
0: I, then, yeah, I would say that yeah, I would say that man never lost dominion, but what he lost was his ability to connect up to
2: the power that he needed to execute the dominion.
1: Okay,
0: we
2: lost the sonship, we lost that relationship. That's where this whole regaining our purpose starts with when we regain our sonship or daughtership. You know what I mean? Yes. When yes. we re- regain that relationship through acceptance of Christ, our life really begins. Hmm. Right. So, so so the so yeah. the
0: danger the danger is with the way that the traditional church teaches is okay you accept Jesus as lord and savior and if you're lucky enough to be filled with the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues then you've got everything you're ever going to get. Well the reality is you're still a child of about 5 years old and you're asking for the car keys to go driving the car <laughs> right. at that point. Okay. And so that's where the walk of sanctification comes, because all the things that we need in order to be certified to walk in the supernatural, in, in the realms that we need to walk in, happen as we work through and we balance out our body, soul, and spirit. We understand how what, what our familial problems were. We get rid of those. We start sinking the traumas. And see, I test a lot of that stuff. I can find out, not everything, but a good bit of of things to help people that are fractured, to help people that have soul ties, to help people that have roots of bitterness. Um, People have uh, hidden nuptials, which is like marriage contracts with other people, things even, you can even, you know, somebody could theoretically be married to the Nazarene church, you know, and, and that would block the relationship with God, believe it or not, to getting where it, where it goes. So, you know, I, I would just say, say this, that, That it is definitely restored in the second Adam, which is even greater than the first Adam on every level. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's kind of a moot point, (laughs) you know, I mean, kind of moot, you know, but um, because in him, we're restored to family, we're restored to everything supernatural. So of course... Constantine and the other ones would want to slip in and dumb everything down, and yes. you know hide books away in monasteries, and you know tell people that you know, only the the priests should be able to, um, you know, share the word of God because it's holy. And we're such you know reprobates here that we could. Be, we're just lucky they let us into the doors yeah. of the church. You let know, me, blah let, blah blah.
1: Let me ask this because I was going to ask when we were talking about you know English being. And, and the agenda of different translators, right? Like Luke, we've talked about the 1611 King James, and he believed in the divine right of kings. And so he deliberately took the word ecclesia out and put church because he didn't want that uh, authority challenge uh, to his his uh, divine right. But um, let me ask this real quick, and then I'll move on to what you were just talking about. Tim Bentz mentioned, too, that uh, Jesus told him, I don't really like English much. <laughs> he said Jesus told him that it's but it's not a very precise language and isn't it amazing that like Hebrew and Greek are some of the more precise languages what would be your advice i mean i like to say read a different versions you know look at kjv esv and all these and compare but you, but i agree with you there's probably a lost a lot lost in translation if not deliberately do we need to learn hebrew or or just get familiar with concordances what would be the way it's well, well what are you going to yeah. do
0: with with strongs who was a mason too so mm. you know all those guys so i mean you know i mean it, it, you know we the whole thing has been sabotaged what would be the, your advice then in well, as, yeah well amplified right now is one of the good ones There's this other one okay. called the, the mirror or something i haven't really read much in it but i've heard several people talk about it, it really what my advice is is it would be to use the amplified slow down when you read And learn how to let the Holy Spirit resonate a deeper meaning as you're reading along, because there are, well, all of the Bibles, there's verses missing. Right. You know, say, give me a, uh, you know, give me an example. I don't know. They're missing. You know, people have said, okay, here's, you know, when they take the Hebrew, for instance, and they go down the line and they go, okay, well. This says this and this. Where is it in any translations? And it's not. Oh wow! You know, even Chuck Missler mm-hmm. said that when he started. I think it was Daniel Seven that he broke it down. He said he said some of these words in the Hebrew almost give an indication that you could refer to UFOs. Hmm. Well, wow. yeah, I don't get that out of English. And and I promise you, there's a lot of languages that are very very much more descriptive than. You know, because my ancestors spoke Serbo-Croatian, and I promise you, if I wanted to, I don't do it. But I can swear in ways that it could not translate into English. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) And okay, now back to what we were saying a few minutes ago about our spirit and what we lost at the fall. Right? The Bible speaks of spiritual deadness, and that's what that's what happened there. Now, the conception that I've always understood, and maybe most mainline churches are are teaching this idea. That, okay, if we are tripartite, our body and our soul were still intact, corrupted, but still intact. And that's how we can respond to the gospel, right? Because those, like Paul said, if you confess with your lips, body, and believe in your heart, soul, then you'll be saved, spirit. Would you say it's accurate, um, as I'm kind of leading you to this question, that our spiritual deadness is a connection, like Luke said, to the Father, son and holy spirit not necessarily like it's not there but it's 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 reinvigoring that connection but it's there for everyone our spirit
0: is still inside of us Mm -hmm. otherwise we wouldn't be alive okay okay you know um i don't know about all these people claiming that they can capture souls and lock them in boxes and deep underground bases and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. You know, you hear all this wacky stuff. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I will say that if they're able to do that, they're not even taking the whole soul. They're just taking the energetic aspects of that because if they took the soul, the person would be dead. And maybe they are, I mean, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like an astral projection they're capturing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like for instance, when people astral project, it is their soul. Okay, it is their soul because it's the silver cord that 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 if if you cut it, they die. Right. When we go into the heavens, our soul stays with our body. We do that in our spirit. You see what I'm saying? So one of the big things that, that believers and this is maybe a little off topic, but one of the big things and I point this out in my book that believers need to understand is that our imagination is only really meant to be a viewing screen into the supernatural it is not a tool of fantasy. Hmm. Okay, you, you see what I'm saying?
1: Well, and that's where our imagination is captured with Hollywood and Marvel and everything under the sun that looks fancy and shiny. And here's this biblical story of the Nephilim and this incredible, you know, how we got this pantheon of gods, and that's the reality. We're meant to tap into the reality which is more fant- fantastic.
0: See, because there there is a concept that when we start walking in sonship that we become co-creators. Now, not co-equal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We're sons and daughters, co-creators. Well, if you look at how all of that synchronizes together, if it comes into the imagination, it's going to have some kind of a frequency signature that if we speak it out, We're supposed to have enough power from the throne that it actually triggers something in universal mechanics so that it materializes in some way, Hmm. either immediately or eventually. So wouldn't the enemy want to keep us totally turned around and screwed up so that we never discover what those co-creative abilities are? Because, And here's why. The Lord and I and I'm when when I get back because I've already been there. But when I get back, I'm going to ask him. Okay, I, I get a lot of this stuff. I think, but you could have just done a lot on your own. And and the only thing I ever hear from him, and it's really kind of cute the way that he says it to me. In a way, he says, "Son, I wanted a family. And you know how your mama used to tell you to take the trash out, no matter how old you were, you still did it for your mama." I said, "Yep." till the day she died, just about. I said, well, you're, we're family. I didn't want to do all this on my own. I created you all with such great abilities, creativity, color, flavor. What you need to do is be out there using the resources that I give you to complete creation. Whoever said that I completed it said on, you know, on the first day I did this on the second day, But I didn't, I, you know, I framed everything in, but I made you to be the finished carpenters and you're not out
2: there doing your work. That's why I sent my son as a carpenter. Hmm. It's the Lord's prayer. So there's things in heaven that God wants us to do. And we're, and he's wanting us to take those unfinished products or those ideas that are in heaven and implement them. So it's the sonship down here on earth. Implement those ideas in heaven on earth that God is, and we're partnering one That's another the, to the create Lord's these
1: prayer. things. Luke, you're connecting that to what we said
0: earlier yeah. about our scroll, right? Yeah.
2: Our but see, here's here's the rub to
0: all of that. We think that it's just a matter of knowing about it, and then we just say, okay, I bring down a cure for cancer. No, <laughs> yeah. what it has yeah, to yeah, do yeah. is it has to filter through our being to be released with a signature of voice. Are you catching that? This is a great yeah. truth here. It filters through us through the glory and the fire and the river of life and God's very own creative signature because if we're co okay, in the beginning, God then he spoke. The hub- the holy spirit hovered over the waters, vibrated, put frequencies out, which is really what happened. Mm-hmm. But there's there is a substance of creation that's kind of like s- clear silly putty that doesn't have any definition but it's reactive to the voices of the sons and daughters of the king waiting to be formatted into something and we don't have the uh, the slightest clue on how to get there right
1: um i want you to uh, to tell that story of jericho i think that's fascinating and you're talking about frequency signatures Um, And then maybe uh, a little bit of some natural health stuff, because you've talked about of uh, frequency of foods broken down. Um, But yeah, if you want to just tell that uh, that Jericho story, that's that's fascinating insight, I think.
0: Okay, so so when I started doing health programs for people, keep in mind, it's a very detailed um, nutritional workup that that we talk about the heart energy and the thyroid and, you know, all kinds of things. And it's, it's nutrition as opposed to drugs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I do. Somebody asked me, they said, well, Hey, the, the voice is telling you this. Do you think that the, you could come up with a, 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 some metrics to find out how we're doing with our walk with the Lord. Right. So that's where, and you, you know, where the spiritual assessment came in and, Then after that, I was sitting out on my back porch one day and I heard the Lord, you know, you know, I was talking to him and I said, Lord, there's something running in the background on some people that I sense. And without a word, he shows me a picture of a flaming human being. Now, not flames coming out of the human being, but like the yellow and red flyer. And I said, you have to understand how I talk to the Lord. Sometimes I said, (laughs) what is that? He said, that's your soul. I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, there are nine main points on the human body when the soul fits in that traumas from energy will stay running like a program in the background. And so I said, OK, I said, so I can test for that. And sure enough, I can. So I have these nine points boxes and you know I I think I sent you the paperwork and then you see the emotions listed between them so I can test what they are and so the I said okay you've shown me the being you've shown me what it does how do we get rid of it he said well the first thing is is you release your anointing and I said okay well you've told me before that our anointing can't grow if we don't release it and he said correct I said well what else do we do he said, call for my holy fire to come and merge with your anointing in a, as you're addressing a specific topic, and which I shared that with you. Mm-hmm. and But then the last thing is, is he said, I said, well, well how did? okay, so it's like shaking and shimmering and, and it's being released from my soul, but what now? He said, well, call for your angel to blow the shofar. He said, son, do you think that when the children of Israel walked around the walls of Jericho, it was just that I was trying to see if 2.2 million Jews could do it without talking? (laughs) And I thought, nah, probably there's something more. He said, they didn't even perhaps realize it. But as they were walking around, they were planting frequencies in the ground so that when the trumpets blew there would be a resonance that would take place. It would be like when on the old Memorex tape commercials where they would turn the volume up and it would shatter the glass. And that's exactly, so that's the story of how he told me that. So the the angel comes and blows the shofar and in the spirit, but in our soul, the trauma, and this is our personal trauma. You know, maybe there was a bully on the playground when we were seven or something. All of a sudden that trauma just goes poof, it's gone. Mm. Well, this, <coughs> excuse me, this is where I've kind of made a lot of the inner healing people have, have gotten a little upset with me because they think that their lie busting and their inner healing is like the the def- definition and the definite word, the last word on everything. And I was testing people that they have supposedly completely delivered and still found all kinds of traumas operating in the background. So how is that full deliverance? So, so this is a, this is a way, now this is stuff that happened to us. This isn't generational, but anyway, that was the wall, the wall of Jericho story. And, uh, and so, but, but what I do is I'm, I'm a doctor of clinical nutrition. So similar to what a functional medicine doctor would do, um, and have all these tests ordered. I do most of the things as they relate is pure energy. Your thyroid's a little off. Your pancreas is a little off. Um, but it's parasites through the root of that, which their tests aren't going to show that. Um, okay. You know, it might be Epstein-Barr. It might be whatever. I can, I can do all of that through energy. But my real goal is simply this. W- what are we getting out of any of our food that's good today anyway? Hmm. You know, the, the nutrients were gone 50 years ago. So I'm simply finding the things that people need, that their body says, I need B12. I need vitamin C. I need this factor. I need that factor. So I tell people, okay, this is what your body's saying, because I'm not going to play medical doctor. We've got enough of those to take care of us if we need them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, but then I have a three test system to test. Now I wouldn't recommend because obviously we'll give my website out at some point, Yep. But if somebody's not doing heavenly things that you're, I mean, good, you're praying, you're doing things, but if you're not intent on engaging heaven, don't waste your money on the spiritual test right out of the box. Get my book, get some things in place,
1: mm-hmm. do a little,
0: mm-hmm. a little, or maybe even a lot of repenting. Okay. And, and then start walking into heaven stuff because the book is, is, is really kind of a, it's like a, walk to sunship for dummies, which I include myself as the dummy, you know, because, you know, because I, I, it wasn't there when I had it had the need. So, you know, that's why I wrote it mostly to myself too, as a download, of course, but, um, but the tests tell you how you're doing with your walk, how well you're engaging. Um, even if there's certain levels of warfare against you, we already talked about the one that's called the hollow psyche release stands for holographic psyche release, which is which is the traumas in the soul. But then there's all the ones that I can do that have to do with where, you know, the the Jesuits, the Freemasonry. Um, I can even measure the level of how strong your body song is. Most believers don't know that your soul has a song. Your spirit has a song. Your body has a song. And then when they harmonize, you've got a symphony song that fills your bubble that you walk around in. Okay. I can put numbers on those. Everything is pretty much a scale of zero to 10 with 10 being the highest. You say, well, why is that important? Well, if we're going to eventually really do sonship stuff and walk around in our shadows, are going to heal people. You got to have a song. Hmm. You got to have frequencies. Wow. You got to have the glory. You got to have the father's heart, which is a whole emotional realm that we're engaging you know, these are doable things, but, you, you, you know, we don't know what we don't know. I
1: imagine that the disciples in the three years that they were with Jesus were getting a lot of these things that you're talking about in alignment. So that when Jesus departed, they had a harmonious song. Would that I be would fair? say, yes, after the yeah. day of
0: I, the way I look at it, because obviously we love to pick on poor Peter and maybe Thomas <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But but the way I look at it is that there is no question that the Lord Jesus did an absolutely phenomenal job of setting the table before them. They okay. may not have been able to connect the dots properly until after the day of Pentecost. So who was it? The old denier that gets up there and says, Brethren. You know, and he and he's the one doing the talking. Oh, Peter, yeah, okay, with you authority know? and wisdom. Oh my, yeah. But but to to those who are still maybe doubting a little bit, it seems like it's in the book of John or something like that, where, where that that scripture that talks about that if there were books or volumes of everything that Jesus did or right. said, the whole world couldn't contain it. Yep. Yeah. What's in those books and volumes? What what did they know that the powers to be, the multidimensional powers to be, are trying to keep God's family dumbed down? They flipped yeah. everybody's soul around so bad that the minute you start talking about anything that seems a little out of the ordinary or mystical, they completely get become verklept. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know wow. what? I'm, I'm still moving on. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm going for it. We got to. You know and what? That, it. that that
2: that it, it's been effective tactic of the enemy to weaken the church, and for the bride of Christ to truly take up its position as it's supposed to be, as it will for fulfillment of Scripture to take place. That's got to break off us as the mm-hmm. body, where we we shed all that and i don't know if it's just a, it, it like i like what you said you need to start with the repentance and getting right with the lord and all these things i'm even thinking it's like i need to have a humble prayer and be like okay lord i don't i don't know if there's something wrong with my thinking or if there's any roadblocks whatsoever show them to me mm-hmm. judge me let me get them get be free of this stuff so i can f- fulfill what you know you want but you to under- do it. you understand
0: that the Lord, okay, so we fell in an instant, but we still don't know what capabilities fully that Adam, Adam had before his fall, but he certainly should have been smart enough to know not to do what they did, but they did it anyway. So we know that we have everything in one fell swoop for everything that Jesus did in his sacrificial death, in his resurrection, everything that he did on the cross, his precious blood. But it has to be worked out for our sake because we 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 there's legalities, there's right. individual ways of thinking. Um there's there's even the possibility of of thoughts being put in our head that, that aren't even ours, that we think are ours, mm-hmm. that come from certain entities. If all of that's lined up, even if a person accepts Jesus, okay, well, I've been saved and sanctified positionally. Yes, Mm -hmm. but you got to work it out. And it's during that work it out that we actually qualify ourselves to walk as sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. How many, how long was Paul in the wilderness? Good bit, right? Yeah. And didn't, isn't he the same guy that said, there's some things I've seen in heaven that I don't even have words for, but he was still alive when he saw him. So don't tell me we can't do these things. Yeah. Um, Could you elaborate
1: a bit on, because we're talking about gaps that the Christian is meant to walk in and filling these things, believing that there are greater things, Um, you know, and again, I said at at the outset earlier that that's, been my interest in deliverance ministries because it seems like a way to deal with demonic that a lot of Christians are dealing with, even if that doesn't align with their theology, it's there. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on what traditional deliverance ministries and even the ones that are good and have a two prong approach with the fractures, what don't they understand and what certain issues are impervious to those
0: traditional methods? Well, well, that's kind of, that's, that's a pretty (laughs) weighty question, bro. What don't they understand? Well, well, first of all, I've talked to a lot of them and they think they understand everything. Right. You just, I just cast them out, brother. Okay. Well, what about if, you know, what about if they've got 15 personalities? Well, you know, then you see the same person back and the same thing over and over again. I think the real Way to approach this is we've been doing deliverance from a very low posture for a long time. If we become true beings that live both on earth and in heaven, we will have the energy signature of the Father and Son at such levels that we might be able to say three words and and it'll just literally. have everything leave that person's life. Now I'm not there yet, but I'm envisioning a day when the relationship, the intimacy with the father's heart, with the level of his power and glory. See, we have to remove the resistance first. Now I'm not being condescending, but even, even Baptists can cast out demons (laughs) and evangelical free people. There's there's three levels of power, and of course the minute I go to think about them, um, you know I know Dunamos and Kratos. I'm trying to think. Um, the the first one starts with an E. I think it is. Okay. Um, ec- Exo C or something like that. Well, the every believer has the exocia. Okay, you can cast out demons. Those that are filled with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking in tongues have access to the dunamis power. Okay, that's most of us. But there's a third one. Kratos. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. In English, it's translated the same word everywhere, but it's not the same word. We are meant to walk in on a daily basis in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and those other two levels of power. So as Pentecostals or charismatics, we get all excited about Dunamos. Dunamos is still only step two. There's a step three. It's God's power that raised Jesus from the dead that is meant to flow and go through us. That's what changes everything. And until we start walking and we've done the things inside of us so that we've removed the resistance factors so that the Kratos power can flow through us. That's when the demons begin to tremble. That's when just a few words that we, we just are led by the Holy spirit to say can do what it takes me hours of testing to do in three words, boom,
2: it's gone. That's what we're pressing toward. So similar to similar to Peter being, Healthy and whole in his relationship with his Lord, with, with the Lord on the in, in the book of Acts, where his shadow was impacting his environment, the frequency of our words and those few key words that we say will have that weightiness as well. Mm-hmm.
0: you know talk, you know and I say this to everybody around the world in the body of Christ, which includes me. I can measure the level of the of the signature frequency of the father's voice in you. The Lord told me that it has to be at least at 85% if we're going to make a difference. I haven't tested one person yet that's that that I tested that is at 85. Now that doesn't mean they're not out there. You know, maybe but wouldn't it be interesting? So mm-hmm. if you take somebody like say uh what's that Marillo's
2: so- first name um So, so you, you said 85% that's, that's a scale of of, of your, your Uh, test. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the, the Lord told me that, that in order for the shadows to work, well, there's Mm -hmm. two parts to it. There's the resident frequency of Jesus's image in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then there's the actual voice of the father that comes out through our voice. So it's that voice of creation, okay? Yeah. They both have to be at 85% to reach that level, okay? So even somebody with a tremendous healing ministry, I haven't done this, but I would love to test this as they're speaking and see what that level is, because how much more powerful could they be? I don't want to just operate on a gift alone. And I honor the Holy Spirit for his giftings, but they're his gifts. I want God to be so resident in me that when I walk down the street, they they can't tell the difference between whether mm. it's me or Jesus. That's fantastic.
1: Right. So I he was going to ask you. I was going to ask well, you. So it, well,
2: let, me, well, let me throw one thing yeah, in ahead. real quick. But I I don't know if you remember from the Brownsville revival, it was spoken over Lyndall Cooley, John Kilpatrick, and Stephen Hill Okay, that all of them had the glory on their voice. Yeah. So uh-huh. – Yeah, what what was theirs frequency or number at? I don't know. Okay, so I
0: suppose that
1: would ebb and flow, but depending on the day, maybe exactly.
2: Okay, so so here's here's
0: the difference. Here's here's where we shifted in 2012. Okay, so the revival was over by then. Is they could have had an anointing come on them each time. Okay, like like you were saying, Pete, Um, but. It could have been resident too, but now that is supposed to be resident in us. We're supposed to walk 24 seven. When I go to sleep at night, I'm in heaven teaching classes Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or being taught. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhere else in the world, but to really make a difference. I've got to have a certain level of the father's voice in my voice. And in my presence, Christ in me, the hope of glory, it is not a metaphor. He really plants a layer of himself in us, just as when we're seated with him, we leave a layer of us up there. And in heaven, on earth, quantum resonance takes place. We don't even know about those gateways. Right. There's gateways and pathways. Now, in case somebody's a little more spiritual than the next guy or their new age, let me tell you something. If you were lucky enough to get to a gateway or a doorway, it's still not going to open if it doesn't sense the right biometric frequencies in you.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, again, Tim Benz has talked about this. It seems like the access, the password, if you will to these things is that sanctification and obedience right we don't get to walk in that
0: power without no. that so no shortcuts otherwise it's just gifts and again i'm not minimizing the gifts right. the gifts and the calling of god are without repentance but since when did we make that integrity hmm. they operated in marjo gortner If you even know who he was, he he went, uh, well, that's an interesting study. I showed you how old I am. He was a child evangelist (laughs) who his parents beat, and then he went off the rails and he did a supposedly expose on charismatic or Pentecostal churches because the gifts still worked. And he was so stupid, excuse my French, but he was so stupid that he didn't realize that the gifts and calling were without repentance what comes with repentance? see that's the that flip the coin if the gifts and calling are without repentance, what is comes with repentance? How about we walk in that too? Yeah, and we become a one two punch, man oh.
1: so do you think and and maybe this is a little of both, do you think that the access to the power that you know a shadow can heal or Paul's handkerchief or whatever or Peter's I forget um is not there until that resistance that you talked about is gone and we're close or at that or above that 85%. Or could some of those gifts still operate at the Lord's leading, even if you're, you know, in in smaller
0: instances maybe? Well, my experience teaches me that the Lord will, and he does this in a very sweet and in a good way, he'll mess with us and he'll let those, he'll show us snippets of what could be, but then we still have to do the work and the work is so that the, so that the filters and the static aren't there. That's, that's our due diligence. You know, that's not religious work. That's hard work, brother. Most of the people I see, I, you know, my, my old nature would just love, of course, I'm getting too old now and not that I'm frail at all, but, uh, I'd love to just slap most people upside the head. But, you know, like like that good old country song, sometimes you can't fix stupid. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, but really Jesus can. But we have to be willing, and that's where our free will comes in. So th- the real question to your audience, I think, really, is are you satisfied on a scale of zero to ten of being a one or a two when you could be an eight, nine, or ten? Okay, on every level, you know what I, the, the church world as it is today, as much as I love it and brother and, and Luke, believe me, I love Brother John Kilpatrick. I mean, man, I just can't say enough good things about that guy, but the whole church system as a whole is big guys on the top and all the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know what Jesus' view of that is? We all get strong and we walk arm in arm because we need each other.
1: Amen. Pre-field I don't see believers.
0: everything. You don't see everything. But when we, but you know what? It's a lot more fun having five or six or seven people work on one of those uh, puzzles for Christmas than just one person. I have trouble finding the edges, even though they're edges. Right, and but then, then somebody this, else is good at it. And then there's this other one come oh here, and then they put fifteen pieces together, and I work four hours on it.
1: Yes, that's, that's why we need each other. That's the body of Christ. I had a pastor uh, a couple of decades ago give a, an analogy. One of the few things I remembered from his sermons, I would uh, forgive me. I didn't remember a lot of his sermons, but this one stuck. And he gave an analogy of, you know, a, a child breaks a dish. that he's trying to bring out to the dining room for people to eat. It falls, it breaks. And there are seven people at the table, her family. And the first one comes up and kind of helps her pick it up. And the second one comes in and says, oh, I'm so sorry that happened, kind of puts an arm around. And the third one comes in and says, oh, man, that used to happen to me. And here's what I do. And now I never drop them anymore. Right. And down the line, another Mm -hmm. one grabs a broom. And it's just like this is the picture of our different giftings working in different ways and collaborating together. And it's just so beautiful.
0: Well see to to maybe to to continue with that our nature is and this is from our soul that when we see somebody prosper we you know we, sometimes we get a little jealous or we you know get a little resentful because why isn't that us or something like that but the lord showed me a long time ago that because we need each other so desperately we should rejoice and be thrilled when one of our brothers or sisters does something great or has something wonderful happen to them because we can participate in the joy you know what money comes and go believe me good looks come and go what we think is important comes and goes but god doesn't he's always there jesus is that friend that sticks closer than a brother i mean here's the here's the thing that we have to we have to really get a hold of the Bible is way cooler than we ever thought mm-hmm. it's alive and there's more in it. We just haven't been able to find all that's in it, you know, but the Holy spirit will show us. He leads us and guides us into all the truth. We can live. I wish in I had all- this knowledge when I was a
2: teenager. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, see, you know, yeah. Oh my God. It
2: seems so boring and religious and dead back then. Book of rules, right? It's, yeah. it's alive now. You know, why don't I want to do stupid
0: things now? Now, do I do stupid things once in a while, but not like really, really stupid? But, you know, why don't I want to sin? Why don't I want to do this? Why don't I want to do that? Because it sets up filters and static and the stuff that happens out of heaven and flows through my scroll and flows through my life is so much cooler than any stupid thing that I could do that's earthly and carnal. Why in the world would I want that?
1: Yeah, what a short
2: change, right? Right. Can you but if I don't his- know how
0: to operate in it, that's why I do it. You, you know the dumb stuff. You know, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So the enemy just uh, like we're we're just a bunch Angle. of dumb children or animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just throw a bunch of toys out there and they'll just be distracted. Or like they say, the Romans did with the Colosseum, just bread distract circuses. the population. Whereas God wants us awake. He's like, push those distractions away. I got something amazing for you.
1: Right. Doc, can you talk a bit about quantum entanglement? How would you define that? How does that work?
0: Okay, well, we have to we have to realize that when God made everything, he he didn't need our permission. Okay, he he's God. He did he did it the way that he did it. Somehow along the way, we we forgot the fact that there might be an order to creation. There might be technologies woven into the fabric of creation there might be realms <clears throat> dimensions multiverses who knows i mean that's that's up to him well one of the things and this is this is where the new age and the mystical christian movement so to speak or the heaven movement overlap is there is a realm called quantum mechanics that is a carrier mechanism for a lot of the things that happen in the near universe. The way that it works, and this was a scientific research that was done, is when they were first starting to figure out what quantum was, they took some blood and put it in a Petri dish and then split it in half and then, I don't know, they drove several miles so that it was didn't deteriorate and they had, so in, in the lab, they went to two different labs and in one lab, they electronic, did some kind of electronic pulsing to the blood. And in the other lab, it showed up literally the moment that it with the pulses were put in the blood in the other lab. Kind of like the telepathy that twins have, so to speak, because I have twin boys that are in their late forties now. And, um, they just, you know, sometimes they just kind of know things. Well, that's a quantum entanglement because twins came from the same egg, basically, and they split. I have mirror image identical twins. One's left-handed, one's right-handed. On one side, his right tooth, it's the other one left. But when they look at each other, it's just like looking in a mirror, okay? And uh, so the quantum quantum is what witchcraft is. Okay. So they get a piece of hair and make a voodoo doll. And then they cast their spell and through quantum entanglement, because it has the, my DNA in the hair, they go hooju, wooju, wooju, or whatever it is they do. And boom, all of a sudden, supposedly, instantaneously, that shows up. Well, that's what voodoo is. That's what witchcraft is. Well, it's also quantum. How we move, how, you know, Different people are preaching in different parts of the world while they're still sitting in their easy chair at their house or sleeping in the bed. See, now the the real ultimate quantum entanglement is the Lord's Prayer that Luke was talking about earlier on earth as it is in heaven. But here's the rub. There has to be an anchor on earth for what's going on in heaven so that the quantum resonance can take place and it manifests on earth.
2: Well, that's what you were talking about, Peter, you know, asking the question about dominion. Yeah. Um, you know, we have that dominion. We're the representatives of Christ here on earth. It's a, we're linking arms and we're supposed to be continuing the work of creation here to fulfill the mandate down here.
0: So all we have access to all of that, but we, but we've yeah. got to get our our soul flipped around and and the flow in the right order, and that's why we work on our salvation with fear and trembling, not to make heaven our final home, because we're gonna it's a, if we've accepted Jesus, we're already headed there. It's so that we become functional sons and daughters of the kingdom right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Doc, this has been fascinating. <laughs> Certainly a deep dive. I think I hit most of the points that I got from you know some of your interviews with Rod and and in your book. But um, any final thoughts, Luke or or Doc? Uh, and then we'll plug uh, some of your website and and different things like that. So
2: honestly, this is blown by so fast, uh, and we're <laughs> almost at two hours. And I just want to continue. So I know if you're gra- you're gracious enough enough to come back, um, shoot, I'll just drive down the street and see you at church. There you go. You know, yeah, there you we'll go. Ta- we'll talk in That'll person. Fantastic. But uh, um, thank you so much for your time. I, I would like you just um, in finishing up, talk about your website. Um, talk about what the gift that you had sent me that's available that you can wear. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about your book one more time. Okay. Well, my book is called Moving Towards Sonship. And like I
0: said, I believe that it's a wonderful segue for folks that really just in their heart, they know there's more, but they just can't put terms or definition to it. And um, it's the kind of book that you're probably going to have to go back to and read a few times. because you can, And you can do that because it kind of moves along and you can go back and, wait a minute, what was that part about the soul? What was that part about the body? So. You can get it at lulu.com. You typing in moving moving toward sunship. Dr. Robert Rodich, R-O-D-I-C-H is the last name. and Or you can go to Amazon and just order it the way you would a cupcake or whatever you get from Amazon. Okay. Uh, the website is docrodich.com. So it's D-O-C-R-O-D-I-C-H dot com. There you'll see... And I don't have my medallions that I'm going to talk about in a minute on there yet because I have to have the web people put those on. But you'll see the what I do divided up into two sections. You can do just the nutritional part, which also comes with a food sensitivity panel that I just tell you the things that you're sensitive to. I don't give you the 400 things I test because. And is that through the voice analysis? It is through the voice analysis. So if you know, if you're if you're lactose intolerant or weed intolerant or whatever, I can find out whether it's a true sensitivity. Even if it bothers you, it may not be a sensitivity. It may be because you have parasites or something. Okay? Um, So, you can get that and it's 250, or you can get just the spiritual test, but if you combine, which would be 250 each, because it takes me a long time to do these. That's That's why it's that much. But if you get the combination, it's 400. And you know, you're supposed to leave a voice message there, but invariably, I don't know if people just don't see the little thing that, so I, but the email comes through and of course it hits PayPal. So I got their email. So I say, Hey, here's my phone number. Send me a voice message. So, um, so that's how that part works. And then about, interestingly enough, about six weeks ago, my wife and I were having a visit and I said, you know, I've been reading about this stuff that blocks EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies in, in and and that. I'm, I'm going to do a little studying. So I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and things like that. And uh, I went and ordered some clear acrylic and some different components. And the Holy Spirit began to move on me. And he said, I'm going to show you how to make a background that blocks about 65 or 70% of EMFs. But what it'll do in blocking the EMFs, is it'll redirect that energy out through selected stones that I'm going gemstones that I'm going to give you formulas for. Well, I'll, I said, okay,
2: sure. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. No, no, you, yeah. you, you related it to an E uh, fraud. Well, yeah, the E fraud yeah. is something different, but
0: I'll get to that okay, I, I, in, in a minute. Right. In fact, I've, I've just made it. Oops. A new batch of
2: those. Uh,
0: that's not it. So Let it's different
2: it. than the, it's different than the, uh, the, the, the blocking. Medallion. Yes. Yes. So, so what, what happened
0: is, is I, I figured out a way cause I ordered some in and they were on a scale of zero to 10. They were all testing at like six, sevens, you know, that other people were making. I thought, okay, that's pretty good. Cause tens, the tops. Well, I make my first ones and they tested on a scale of zero to 10. They tested it at 22 or 23. Yeah. Well, I just, yesterday I made a batch that tested at 37. Nice. And people, I have to warn people, if they don't take them off, you won't, you'll only sleep two or three hours a night and not be tired when you get up. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, the Holy Spirit has just given me the formulas, give me the background formula. But then what you're supposed to do is you wear this one during the day, And because it's got clarity factors in it, it's but it's a good energy. It's not like, oh, eight, you know, I'm bouncing off the wall energy and, you know, my heart takes off in a fib or something energy. It's not like that at all. It's just like, it's almost like it. you feel tickled inside or something. It's just kind of like just a steady energy. Well, when you get home from work or whatever, you put this other one on and it's more reflective and relaxing and uh, because of the stones and it's got a little EMF blocking in it too. So that, pair with shipping is 65. So if somebody went to my website, com, I send the same one out to both males and females. So if they just hit under the donate button and put 65, as long as to their PayPal, it had a mailing address and everything. I would just automatically know to send it out to them. Okay. And, but the EFOD, my wife and I were visiting again and, and uh, actually Rod had asked me about the EFOD and, and we had talked about so many things. It was kind of funny because I kind of went blank at first. And then I went, oh, okay. Now I remember what the ephod is. And I don't know why. You know, I guess because, you know, I just turned 70, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I thought, well, okay. I know what the, e- the Thumim and the Umim and the ephod and all that kind of stuff. You know, they basically got a yes or no for certain individuals. wonder what it would do for us. So I went out. Now, the audience isn't going to be able to see this. But I went out and I got the stones. That's stuff. beautiful. Let me see if I can do this all right. The different colors. Okay, so there's 12, and sev- they're all real gemstones, but it's real sapphire and real ruby. Wow. Okay. Um, it's not real diamond, but I found out that a certain type of quartz crystal is 92% as effective as diamond. Okay. And so that's what I use in there. <coughs> so, so what's happened is people are wearing the ephod, and you can wear it all the time, but just don't be doing any shady stuff. I'm telling you, if you still got things you need to deal with, oh, man. I don't want that kind of fire coming down on me. Um, but people are just the, the, like I'm dreaming like I've never dreamt before. Um, I can't even explain it. People are just saying all over the place that like they're just like one lady said to me, I've been praying about stuff for like six months, certain things. She said that, uh, and I sent an ephod to her son who is kind of like a prodigy. And so she was wearing it because he, she didn't have, he wasn't there at the time. And all of a sudden she's getting calls and everything's happening and all these things are falling in place in like three hours. Hmm. So besides favor, besides opening spiritual doors, but I got to tell you all about a dream that I had when I was wearing the ephod, and I'll be real quick with it, is I had this dream and I was in a church setting, much like Church of His Presence, and I was ministering. But as I did, I saw like all these doorways and gateways opening over people, but there was the power to go with it. And I thought, well, oh, this is really cool. You got to remember, I preached over 5,000 sermons in my life. So mm. <laughs> that's a lot of preaching. Yeah. And <clears throat> And so... I'm I'm thinking about this, and then all of a sudden, the service is over, and I'm walking kind of through and, and around the pews, and this somebody's sitting in the front pew, and he says, "You know, brother, you're an apostle of gateways." Well, now you got <laughs> to understand cool. me—the the, the apostle prophet thing and all that. I mean, I'm—I mean, it's real, but I mean, you know, I, I don't—you know—I'm already a doctor twice. What do I need anything else? You know, I'm a son. That's what I am. So I said, "Oh, okay, I'm a son." You know, kind of flippantly. Well. Then this other lady calls and says, "This thing opens gateways."
2: So, yeah, you said it earlier. You got to be in the right position or frequency to open those gateways. Yeah, and it's and it's like,
0: okay, who would have thought all those years ago when I had prophetic words about mixing things and putting formulas together that it was talking about stones and and come up with a creative technology for the background to block EMFs that actually diverts the energy through the stones. So if you want an EFOB, they're a hundred dollars plus shipping for 105. I So if I see 105 through the website, I'll know it's an so EFOB. Da, if I see
2: 65, it'll be the two medallions. Right. So it's, uh, two things I'd like to, to unpack a little bit more. Um, you mentioned this, the, the different Items that you had being tested, and some are at one level, and yours were at a lot higher. What are those numbers representing and mean? And then the other thing I wanted you maybe to unpack is the actual stones that the priests were wearing. What do you think? Was it doing something similar to what you you had created that they're wearing the white the right frequencies? Then they're they're getting their their soul and their spirits in right communion with god and it's a combination of of all of that that they're able to really connect well they
0: they needed that they yeah they needed that and that's where the umim and thumim came in you know yes no and all that but it's a completely different application now it's more like the enochian way of going through portals and gateways and and just hearing revelation and 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 having greater looks at things it sharpens it sharpens us okay so the the numbers the numbers on i, I expected to, mine to just top out at 10 but dr versandall said sometimes when you know on, on you know when when you when you scale them you scale like like zeros nothing one is starting to be something 7 or eight's pretty good 9 and 10 is really good so i figured they'd be like a 10 okay Well, Dr. Bersendahl said, when you've got something really special or something's going on, it can go over 10. Well, the first batches I made were, well, actually, they were like 15 or 16. I said, well, Lord, what does this need to be to really do any good? He said, 12. I said, "Okay." so I've got some. Then then they went to 23, then 30, 31. Now I've got one batch that's actually got a gold backing that, that, you know, it's the same size. They're all like dominoes because I can't find any dog tag molds that will hold everything. And so I may I use domino molds, and then I connect them with these things. The last batch was 37. So 37 would basically be that it's almost four times more powerful than anything that I've been able to test that is on the market today. So what
2: is that test, and what does that number represent? Yeah,
1: you're asking, Luke, what is the unit of measure? I mean, the I unit know it's of an arbitrary. The unit of
2: measure is CRA pulsing from 0 to
0: 10, which is what most things pulse out. When it's at 10, that's as high as it goes. But the arm doesn't stop when you are doing muscle. You have to know what muscle. The frequency, is. yeah. So, so it should stop at a ten, but it doesn't. It stops at thirty-one or thirty-seven.
2: Yeah, wow. Almost uh, like a. I am picturing kind of like a tuning fork, where it's it's resonating a frequency, and these these <laughs> collective items of of stones are resonating, and it's this instrument is picking it up. Oh, yeah, that's what the
0: ephod is for sure. But that's what all of it does. But the difference between, okay, so for instance, some people are out there and they're making these, these medallions. And like this one is for rest and this one is for focus or this one is for your prostate or, you know, this one is for cancer. I don't, uh, you know, whatever. they Somehow they figured out the stone's work. What, what they, but they're all, they're all only like sevens, eights, nines on a scale of zero to ten. Yeah. Well, I haven't made any cancer ones because I don't even know how to do that. But but the ones for like rest and the other ones, they're like they're like going into the 20s and 30s. And I don't even understand why. But I'm so accurate at this pulsing. See here. And then, so finally, yesterday, actually, just yesterday. So this is early December. Um, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord. How much of this? is because I'm finding my sweet spot. And as I touch these items and I'm putting them together and praying over them, is this boosting the frequencies? And he said, by double. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> it's like Apostle Paul being in right relationship with the Lord, putting his human hand on a handkerchief and his anointing transferable. Right. So in other words, so
0: in other words, yes. So so let's just say I made a particular medallion and it would be a 15 normally. Mm -hmm. But because I'm touching and praying over them because they are programmable, I figured out how to use my Rife machine and program them. Mm. Um, And and so now all of a sudden they're 30s. But here's the odd thing, fellas, when I put these together, I feel like I'm on fire. <laughs> I mean, it's the anointing come it being transferred. There's there's times I have to lean because I I got this little workspace in my garage, and because you know you know it's our retirement place, right? And so I have had to lean against my wife's car a couple of times because I could barely stand up. And wow. this is on all of them. So so anyway, that, that's what's available to everybody that's out there. So and I and I, you find that on the find that on the website. Well, yeah, but the, the medallions won't be, but just if they hear them and for 65, you get a set of two, or if it was one you'd get an fod and a set of two. But also I have okay. a YouTube channel with a few videos on it. So it's just uh Dr. Robert Rodich. So okay. maybe eventually you guys can throw this one up as a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. No, that'd be great. How to do that.
1: um, let's, let's just, cause I think we, we wouldn't. Uh, do our due diligence if we didn't at least take a minute for this doc um so again i you touched on it way earlier when you were mentioning about this and then uh, the accusations in new age what would be your you know your two minute or however long you want honestly response to the naysayers going oh this sounds like uh, witchcraft it sounds like this <sighs> stone thing can be an idol or it's something jesus plus something well how would you fit it because the way i understand it is if we have all these blockages and frequencies and things that are messing with us it's not that we're looking at these things as a spiritual idol it's that we're being attacked in a lot of different ways and luke i was going to say what about lucifer in ezekiel you know talking about um you know, you were there in the Garden of Eden, and you're wearing all these beautiful stones. Here's a step, maybe a two part question, Doc. If we, yeah,
0: if we're
2: well, still that's exactly to, right. He had nine was,
1: stones. Was he? Was he supposed to be a gatekeeper opening up to all things good? And now he knows the gates, and he's shutting them down.
0: Well, that's you may have discovered something really profound right there, and and we're the ones that are supposed to open them back up, and that's why the whole the whole matrix exists the way that it's been laid on us because they're trying to keep us from opening them that's the yes. whole reason we're here yes. otherwise think think about this why would we be spirits in heaven and even want to come here if there wasn't a greater purpose it's like okay so i'm here in in lord you know i love you Why do I need to go down there in a fallen state and accept you again just to prove that I love you? He doesn't need any of that. He already had us up there as family. So there's got to be another reason. And that reason is, is that his family, we're supposed to be going head to head, toe to toe with the enemy. And so one of the first things that we're doing is we're taking back health. We're taking back different modalities, that are, that are really mechanics, but because the New Agers are known for using them, it's all they have. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Father. We have the Son. We have the glory. We have the fire. We have angels. We have it all if we want to operate in it. Yeah. So, so my encouragement to these people would be, are you doing greater things than these? Did you, you know you get a sniffle, you go run and get a, a a vaccination.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: You know, I mean, folks, come on. Yeah. Don't, don't say that I'm doing something wrong when, when, you know, your wife has jewelry, you know, a lot of people don't admit it, but they're still drinking on the side, you know, and then they're saying, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to point finger, you know, fingers or anything, but what I'm saying is, if you want to be a son or daughter, it's way more exciting, way cooler than we ever thought in what's being taught by mainstream Christianity. But there is, like the scripture says in so many places, a price to be paid. And yeah. the price shouldn't have to be to get shot with a shotgun from our own people.
1: Hmm. That's
0: right. You know, we're the only ones that bury our dead when they're still alive. Wow.
1: Well, this has been absolutely mind-blowing. I know that our our audience is going to appreciate all of these different avenues that uh, the three of us have been able to touch on with the Lord's help. Um, Doc, could we just press you for just a, a brief prayer for our audience as people are considering some of these things. They know there's more to the Christian life than what they've experienced. And hopefully we've given them some clues on how to press into that biblically, scripturally, and, and not in, you know, off-the-rails ways, but ways that, that work with, as you said, the universal mechanics, but also uh, operating in, in having God be the head of those initiatives. Amen. Would you pray for that?
0: Yes, I would. Father, I just thank you that you've loved us so much that you sent your Son, the only begotten, the one and true son of God who, Father, when he came and did everything that he did, he surpassed what the first Adam gave away and brought in so that we could be brought back into the fold. And all we have to do is say, yes, I accept it. What what an unequal trade. You did so much and we have nothing but ashes to turn in. And yet you still love us. Father, there are folks out there today and in the future that are going to be listening to this, and I just pray a release of your glory, your revelation knowledge, and your power, but more than anything, a release of hunger that they need to know that you've got a special plan just for them, a scroll written with their entire life on it that can be discovered over time and through diligence of serving you that there is a whole world out there that they have not ever been shown perhaps that they can access that is not only righteous it is holy and it is right in the middle of your being walking on those stones because we can be the children of your heart father i just release that blessing to those listening today and just pray for a greater hunger And, Father, we just thank you for Jesus over and over again in his name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks, Doc Rodish. Appreciate it so much. This has been fantastic. And, yeah, we look forward to to chatting again. And uh, my wheels are already turning for (laughs) (laughs) collaborating with some of our previous guests. I think that there's some things that you have talked about, that you've touched on, that really... Uh, dovetail in a line in ways with with some others that I'm thinking of so we'll be in touch about that maybe so all right my friend.